Real estate has been listed as an essential business, and Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, they're still selling and closing homes daily. Tracy Cousineau just launched their new supercharged virtual listing system. Home shopping options are available now. You can take a virtual tour online or schedule a sanitized social distancing tour in person. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, they've decided to donate a portion of proceeds from every home sale to Metro Atlanta food banks. Many need help right now, and they're challenging and inviting other folks in the real estate industry to join hands with Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. TracyCousineau.com, that's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know she's going to sell your home. Tracy Cousineau, 855 my expert. Hey, y'all, this is Jason Durden. You may recognize this voice from my years spent watching over Atlanta from a helicopter. And for years, Cadillac Jack ruled the country music airwaves in Atlanta, bringing us unmeasurable entertainment. And he still is now in the burgeoning podcast world. And now, here's Cadillac and Donna with Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? I'm well. And I am proud to be an American citizen right now. I have to tell you, I'm just proud. Talk to me. Well, I just think with all of the things that are going on right now, all the negativity and the, you know... It's kind of a Debbie Downer time right now. Let's and, and and what's going on? Let's face it. But there's so many things coming out, like companies who are, you know, shifting gears and doing things for the country that they weren't supposed to do. You know, um, and just people like you're seeing the best in people. Even that concert the other night um, that iHeart put on in the living room concert. You know, I just, I, you saw me last night. I was sitting there rewatching all of the. Like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, they had McGraw. the Backstreet Boys. They had Tim McGraw on his um, diving board with his daughter, you know, taking the video. They had Billie Eilish and her brother, you know, just sitting on their couch. And, you know, it just, I think there's a new normal. And, it, you know, as, as uncomfortable as it is, as unsettling of a time as it is, you can't just float over all that. You can't gloss it over. But I do feel very proud to live in this country and you know politics aside you just see the best in humanity you're seeing these stories of doctors who are you know working 24 hours some of them have i saw a study a story yesterday where it's a husband and wife doctor and the husband is being treated for corona and the wife is still seeing patients virtually and going about her business and she's like you know what this is what we were called to do you know this is what this is what we do for a living so I just I think it's really inspirational in that it reminds me because you and I never lived through the time where like the Rosie Riveter with women, you know, making, you know, different things and, 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 and you know, helping within wartime efforts. It, it reminds me in a way, a weird way of that time of everybody, you know, as simple as like I said the other day of Olivia making masks to kids making signs. I've seen them in Dunwoody that say, um, you know, we've got this, we're going to get through this. And they're putting them in people's yards. I just think it's made every single person look at their life and say, you know what, things may be tough. But I've got I'm, I'm, I've got it good. You know what, I'm, I'm alive, my feet hit the floor this morning, one foot in front of the other, you know, and I think we need to see the positive stories right now. I do, and, too. and they are, I think that the, the, the news media, 
one of the good things I think that they're doing right right now. One of the things that I think that they're doing right is is showcasing the positive. I saw a story yes. this week where there was a doctor who was racing to the hospital. I forgot the state, but he was pulled over by a state trooper because he was speeding. Right. I mean, he was speeding, speeding. You know, I, I think that all law enforcement officers, Leos, have been told, you know what, unless it's something that is potentially putting that person's life in danger or the life of another. I, I'm not saying look the other way, right. but I think that they're less likely to pull you over right now if you're going 15 over. Yeah, pick your battles. This doctor, though, was in a hurry. Yeah. He was racing to the hospital to relieve some on the medical staff that had been there for days and, and not even slept. And the officer pulled him over. The state trooper pulled him over. And the doctor said, listen, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm headed to the hospital. Um, not only did he not get a ticket, but the state trooper gave the doctor the five N95 masks that mm. he had been given yeah. by the state to protect the state trooper on the front lines. Yeah. And he gave all five masks that he had been issued, the only five masks to that doctor and said, God bless you. Be safe. Uh, let me let me help you get there. And gave him an escort. That's so nice. To the too. I saw. I mean, th- something as simple as this. You talking about masks? I saw our local one of our local nail salons here. You know, they wear masks to do. Um, you know, to do some of the the stuff that they do, the nail work, and um, because of the fumes and stuff. And they were boxing them all up. I mean, they can't be open right now. They they can't provide services. So they were boxing these masks up, and they were sending them to the hospital. And I just think that's so nice. You know, like. I know, again, it, it sounds, I know for people who are really struggling, you know, financially, emotionally, it, it sounds kind of um, small-minded at times to say, oh, you know, look at the positive. But I really think right now, you've got to find happiness in small things, you know. So, proud to be an American. The memes are great. I want to, I want to, one that I shared on my Instagram story. And I didn't, I just spotted it. This, I don't get credit for this at all. Gwyneth Paltrow said in an interview, we should take this time to learn a new language or write a book. <laughs> I just shook chip crumbs out of my bra and I don't know what day it is. Seriously. I'm fairly certain I'm not going to attempt either of those things. Yeah, so, I know. She's always ambitious in life. Well. In general. I posted a video on the Cadillac Jack fan Facebook page. Uh, of us walking into the studio here, the Apple media group today. And for proof that we do drive separate cars everywhere that we go. Yes. So I will but that's ask probably good right now. Cause we're social distancing. Well, we were married and right. have been for nearly two decades and live in the same house. But if you want to think about it that way, that's fine. Okay. But we do because we, what are, what are some of the reasons that we drive separately everywhere we go? I, because you can't drive is one. Okay. Well, that's your perspective. All right. So you're, yeah. Core 57 hype song on the way here today. So my Core 57 hype song was Ed Sheeran, Castle on the Hill. Mm -hmm. Love it. We love Ed Sheeran. Our kids are such, I lean on them for new musical lanes and and artists and things like that. Panic of the Disco. Uh, My daughters introduced me to Panic. And my, uh, it was Charlotte that introduced me to Ed Sheeran. We were at 30A. Yeah. Three, four years ago. And I. When you get on a project, (laughs) it's kind of like Beyonce. You. I listen to a lot of different things. I will. I mean, I'll, I'll go, I'll deep dive into stuff for sure and stay there for a while, but you are not a multitasker when it comes to music. You like you listen to, dive deep. yeah, you listened to Ed Sheeran, I think continuously for a month. Well, the, well but the entire week that, that we were at the beach, right? For sure. 
around the clock is the only thing I would listen to because we do bikes and, you know, go on bike rides and be on the beach and that kind of stuff. But I I don't know that I'd ever heard of Ed Sheeran until on the way down to 38, we were driving and, and I was with Charlotte. She was in my truck and, and, you know, she wanted to play this music and I said, absolutely. And, um, I, I really liked what he was writing. I liked his sound and, and, you know, Ed Sheeran and we saw this in in person. We went to go see him at Wembley in London. You know, he's a one man band. Oh, it's amazing. He every sound that you hear on an Ed Sheeran record is a sound that Ed Sheeran is making. Yeah. It's on his guitar using pedals. So that was like a um we don't I mean, this is not like something we do all the time, but that was like a bucket list thing. So I just got this wild hair and I was like, you know what? I'm um and it was it was after you had, had your heart attack and we hadn't really done a lot of big trips. So I thought, you know what? For Christmas I gave you a wallet and then I was like, Well, did you look inside the wallet? to see what was there it was kind of funny because we always give you wallets for christmas you always get a new wallet and inside were two tickets to see ed sheeran at wembley stadium in his home yes wembley he did three nights there and we stood on the pitch i never i you know in london they call well, explain, it yeah explain what the so pitch in is. london they call it the pitch That's pitch with a p p-i-t-c-h yes but here that would be considered a standing room only floor seat like a pit yes which i will tell you i had never i had been to london before you had never been hmm. um but I had never been to Wembley and it was, I was nervous. Like I was so, I was so excited, but I was so nervous going in there because the roof was open and um, it was just, it was a magical so night. He played for 300,000 people over three days. Yeah. It was a hundred thousand people there. There were as many people in the pitch standing yeah. as there would be at Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta, Lawn, seating and pit combined yeah i just remember anytime like you left like if you went to get us a drink or you went to the bathroom i was like oh my god please come back because you're just like i mean you're in a different country you're it was almost like its own village on the floor on the pitch whatever but once the show started and it was funny he opened with castle on the hill and once that those notes started it was just like i mean that's one of those talk about bucket list like I have that memory etched in my brain. That's I know you do too. Yeah. You know, just like everybody's just going crazy and we were such fans. And then we came back and we saw him in Atlanta here and it was just as good. I mean, it was different. You know what I mean? But um, he's he's amazing. So Castle on the Hill. How about you? What was your Core 57? My hype Core song? 57 hype song on the way here today was Joe Diffie. Oh. Bigger than the Beatles. Which... Yeah was really kind of an album cut for Joe Diffie. I think that he tried to release it and it never really took off. Um, Joe Diffie was a country singer who really made a splash back in the early nineties. And Joe Diffie passed this week. He was 61 years old uh, because of uh, COVID-19. Yeah. He was in questionable health prior to contracting the virus. I didn't know that. Yes. This just complicated it even more. What was going on? Do you know? Like respiratory or? I just know that he was not in the best of health. Okay. But through the years, um, you know, Joe Diffie had songs like uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, that was a great one. Ships That Don't Come In, which is one of those songs that uh, just makes you, ah, wow, makes my eyes burn when I hear it in a very, very good way. Saw him play several times here in Atlanta, whether at the Buckboard. He played Kicks Country Fair. Yeah, he was a couple a, of times. He was a great guy, too. Very friendly, very. Played the, the Wild Horse, played Wild Bills. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And was touring. Matter of fact, Donna, Joe Diffie's 
final tour stop for the first touring half of the year was to be in Tifton, Georgia. At the fair? Last, no, last Saturday at a club. Oh, wow. Um, but he had already postponed all of his tour dates, as everybody had to, because of what the coronavirus. Right, right. But that was the last one still in the books. And he passed at 61. Very so, sad. Joe Diffie is very sad. A fantastic artist. And, you know, if the devil danced empty pockets, he'd have a ball pick in mind. Pick up, pick up, man. Pick up, man. Pick up man. John yeah. Deere Green. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. So just thinking about his family, tough times. Again, there's some, there's some sad news coming out for sure. Um, so core 57 is still doing virtual classes. Um, you, she's also got some new announcements coming up, but just a couple of things that are going on. You can do classes like bar, upper core, legs, cardio, Metcon. All of these are great classes that you can do from the privacy of your home. Um, reach out to Colleen. She will give you the Facebook um, private group to get into those virtual workouts and keep your mind and body healthy during and this time. Download the Caddy and Donna Core 57 Spotify Hype Song Playlist. Yeah, every song that we um, talk about, we download onto the um, Spotify playlist and um, it's a good two hours worth of music and it's a good time you know what if you're just home and you're working and you want a little background music listen to it. it's fun stuff and maybe like you listening i I'm, I'm still relatively new to podcasting right i had never gone on the spotify app in my life until about two months ago when carl appen here at app media group developed our spotify playlist so if you're not familiar with spotify check it out download the app it's free yeah, you can also listen to the podcast there. It could be, you know, your one-stop shop if you want it to be. I love watching the music charts, especially after, um, you know, something happens in the music world. You know, we lost Kenny Rogers. Last pod, we spent a lot of time on Kenny Rogers, and that still hits. I was curious how Kenny Rogers' catalog was going to do in the week following his death. Right. And Kenny Rogers, for the first time since 1986, hit number one on the country album chart with the best of Kenny Rogers through the years. How about that? Outsold Kelsey Ballerini, who same week released her third album, only sold 27,000 copies, which I thought that was low. That's low. And it's a good project. Um, I hadn't listened to it. It's good. There's actually some really, really good stuff on there. Some good Shane McAnally songs that were written. Good stuff. But you know what? I think it's also, um, you know, it, it's kind of a new world too. It's it, you, people but are doing things home. I would think I know, that, I especially know. Kelsey Ballerina, who Kelsey Ballerina, who kind of uh, is has an audience very similar to Taylor Swift's, a younger female skewing audience. I didn't hear I a lot about downloads. that debut, though. Did you? What about Kelsey's? Yeah, um, I did on social media. She did, did a great job pushing it out on social media, but I don't know that it translated to. A, a healthy week of album sales for sweet. You know what would have been good is if they had had her on, um, they, she should have been on that living room concert, you know, something to con Cause I will, you know, it's interesting about this. It could be connected to the fact that, you know, we talked about in previous pod street week, there's really nowhere for her to go right now. I thought about that. You're right. You know, but like you can't be on GMA, you can't be on the late night talk shows, uh, spray hand. Yeah. yeah. All of that Kiki, stuff. Michael and Sarah yeah, and all of that. Don. Yeah, who's Don? Don, any of the fourth person on that? Oh. Which that show's now been replaced by Dr. Laura. Uh, gosh, I'm no, drawing a blank. Um, Jen. 
Jen Dr. Ashton. Yes, she's who's the chief everywhere. medical correspondent for ABC. She, I think I'd she's like sleeping her, in a hole. What is she making right now? Do oh. they pay, is she on a salary or do they pay her per hit? No, she's not probably on. She has a contract. But I mean, it's definitely up to her profile. That's well, they, sure. they have an entire show now, week, uh, week after news at one o'clock on ABC. I know. You know, they've, they've, they've the furloughed co- Michael, Kiki, Don, and, and, and Sarah. The COVID diaries. <laughs> at one o'clock. At one o'clock on ABC. Yeah. The weekend. Amazing. 450,000 copies moved the first week. Well, I think same week that Kelsey, remember Kelsey Ballerine and Kenny Rogers were the country chart. Overall, Kelsey was number 12 on the top 200 chart. I don't know where Kenny was on that one, Uh, but the weekend, number one, nearly a half million copies outside of Taylor Swift and Beyonce. I don't know the last time an artist sold that many copies of a project first week. Well, and He's. I think he's getting a boost from TikTok right now. Yes. I, I do. What's the song? Um, the lights. The, the lights. Oh. It, it's funny because I I like him a lot, um, a lot. And he, um, I bet most people though, not young people, but most people probably like in our demo, they probably wouldn't know him if, if he hit him on four hundred. You know what I mean? Like, but he definitely. <laughs> I mean, they know his music. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they don't. I wouldn't know him if he hit him on four hundred. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, oh my god, the weekend hit me on four hundred. Would you? Why like Donna him? did me? Would you call him after the, the Kenny weekend? Rogers concert? Right, would at two eighty five New Northside. Remember the, that story from last month? That was a love tap. Would you call him the weekend? Like, would you hop out of your car and go, "Oh my God, it's was it?" Would you be like, "Do you know his name?" I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, are you the guy that sings Blinded by the Lights that I see on TikTok all the time?" Well, I just don't know. Like, would you call him Hello Weekend or Hello The Weekend? I think it's The Weekend. Okay, Hello The Weekend, you hit me. License and registration, please. Right. We're classified by Apple Podcasts as a music podcast, also entertainment news, because we we do talk a lot about music. And after, you know, I was in country music, country radio for 26 years. So we have a lot of stories that that we like to share and, and, and visit with you about. Music is very much a part of our lives. And I think that that always has been. But I, I think especially right now, music is becoming an even stronger part of people's lives and a stronger part of people's faith and their want and desire to have some normalcy in their lives right now. Red Akins this week celebrated his 30th birthday. I remember Thomas, Thomas Rhett. I'm sorry. Thomas Rhett celebrated. Red Akins wish he was celebrating his 30th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember when, when Rhett Akins, his dad would be on tour occasionally. Uh, Rhett and TR's mom were divorced. Pam. No, Pam's his grandmother. That's Rhett's mom. Oh, okay, right. Rhett and his wife divorced eh, a couple of years after TR was born. And so Thomas was on Rhett's bus quite a bit. And Rhett and I were pretty tight back in the day. And he would often be on Rhett's bus. I'd see Rhett changing TR's diapers every now and then. This week, though, Thomas Rhett released a song that's called Be a Light. And Joining him on the songs, Keith Urban, Reba, Lady Annabellum's Hillary Scott, and Christian artist Chris Tomlin. And in a Instagram Live event this week, TR shared the song. This is what he had to say when he debuted it. The song was really just about being a light in a dark place, being an encouragement to people. We weren't supposed to release this now. But I really felt like the song needed to come out today. I hope it puts a smile on your face in this crazy, crazy time. I didn't know that he had written the song in 2019. 
until after I'd heard it two, three times, because it so fits what's going on in the world right now. I thought that it was a song, and this happens every now and then. You know, think, uh, where were you in the world? Stop turning from Alan Jackson. Right. He sat down after 9-11 and wrote that song in, in 25 minutes. Right, because so, he was moved to write it. Right. I thought that was the same case with Be A Light, the song released this week from, from Thomas Rhett, and that's not the case. He wrote it back in 2019. He wrote it last year. I think it's a little simple, but it's still uplifting and and damn good. I think it's great. And you know what? I was thinking about it like, um, you're right. You remember after the the Grammys that year, um, they all the artists got together and did We Are the World or whatever. And I think there was even one um, with the CMAs. Remember they had all of the different artists. They had they were almost like standing in a field and they did that song. I don't remember what. Maybe it was in response to the shooting in Vegas or I can't remember. I think that was it. Yeah. So th- I, I thought when you were telling me about this that this was – you know, something that Thomas Rhett had done where he had called different people and asked them to. And I think sometimes, please don't take this the wrong way, but sometimes on those songs, there are so many people that the song almost loses its um, meaning in Message. a way. Yeah, because you're so trying to figure out well, whose voice was that? You know, I remember that on the last country one. It's like there were so many people on that song. It's like, is that Garth singing? Is that and, and you kind of get away from the message. This song is very, like you said, simple, stripped down. I mean, it's not stripped down. There's some great or- orchestral moments in it, but I mean, stripped down as far as how many people are on it. And I think he was very. Um, I think he chose them for different reasons, you know, because of obviously Hillary Scott and Reba have amazing voices, and Keith Urban, you know, just makes everything better. But it, it is a great song. Um, and the proceeds from the song will go to the Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund, um, which grows, goes toward members of the industry who are currently suffering from coronavirus and those out of work due to the pandemic. And the thing about Music Cares is it's kind of the thing that we've talked about in previous pods, that there are a lot of people who are not on the level of Keith Urban and these touring artists, people who do lights, sound, engineering, um, catering, they are suffering, along with everybody else. You know, we all are. But I think it's good you know, to pick different charities, you know, the one the other night had um, Feeding America as a charity. And it's, you know, there's a lot of different charities right now. There's a lot of different people who need help. So it was great. I think it's a great song. We'll add it to the playlist. It definitely, you know. We'll oh, you're going to let us do that. Yeah. I'm very Because, like, well, anytime that I've, I've said, you know what, I want to add that to the playlist. Yeah. I want to add X song to the playlist this week. In addition to my hype song. Uh-uh. No, no. The, the, the Spotify playlist is just for hype songs. Well, I'm the curator. You're the producer of the, you think you're the program director, you know, not that you think you are the program director of the podcast. I am the curator of the Spotify playlist. Okay. Okay. But I will let this one. Through. So a bonus song added. Yes. To the Caddy and Donna hype song playlist on Spotify this week. Yes. It is a great song. Check that out for sure. And we're also going to include a link in the letter this weekend. To that, yes. When it comes out on Saturdays. And the video is kind of cool. We can do that, put a link up there, too, to the video. Um, it It's just it's a the lyrical. Word. It's a yeah, lyrical video. But with this particular song, I think that, that works so well. Oh, it does. A lot of times lyrical videos come out because the artist hadn't had time to do a, vi- a full video. Right. Or they're just not going to do a video at all. So right. they put out a lyrical video. But I think with this song, and there are other examples where lyrical videos work better than other videos. Because you're able to follow along to the words as you listen to it. And truly get uh, the true message and meaning. Yeah, it's great stuff. Of the song from Thomas Rhett. Happy birthday. Happy 30th birthday this week to Georgia boy, Thomas Rhett. I can assure you that Dinner Affair 
is committed to providing a safe and delicious dinner. Dinner affair already before all of this had huge, high quality guidelines and they're continuing their existing food safety training by reinforcing hand washing and protective gear, increased sanitation multiple times a day, proper food handling, all of the ingredients with your dinner or fail meal, dinner or fair meals are handled in a contained, sanitized, safe environment, and then safely cooked in your home. And when your meals arrive, there is no contact delivery. They'll leave them on your front porch. Now more than ever, explore dinner affairs so that you get nutritious, healthy, delicious meals delivered to your home. Each meal uh, is wrapped in butcher paper. Each meal uh, in the butcher paper, you might have five or uh, four, five, six different Ziploc bags, depending on the meal. But in each Ziploc bag is an ingredient that you need. We did creamy chicken marsala. Uh, that was maybe the last meal that we did. And that was yummy. Oh, it's it's so my good. favorite meal that they do. Um, but it called for a stick of butter that you needed to melt after, you know, before you browned your chicken breasts, which are in another bag, Ziploc bag. The stick of butter is included with your meal from Dinner Affair. Dinneraffair.com, A F A R E.com, and get $30 off your first order when you enter the promo code CADDY, C A D D Y. At checkout, C-A-D-D-Y is the promo code for dinner affair, pre-chop, pre-prep, giving you more time, delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Committed to providing a safe and delicious dinner, dinneraffair.com. So my friend, our friend, Wendy Ellen, um, had this great post on um, her Facebook page. I think, you know, listen, there's a lot of us parents right now who are trying to uh, figure out, you know, where we're at with this virtual school, you know, the questions, are these kids going back to school ever this year? Is it over? I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. But, you know, just kind of trying to figure out what our role in it is as parents and, you know, what our kids are doing. And how, she, are, how are kids doing? I think they're doing well. I, You know, I've checked their grades and everything seems to be holding up. I check in with them, you know, every day. I am. Um, we have a 13 year old daughter, Charlotte, and we have a 16 year old daughter, Olivia. One is a sophomore in high school, and one is um, in eighth grade. And I, they're very good students. I will say that they really are. Um, very self directed. So normally during the school year, I'm not having to do a lot, and I think that does make a difference. And and I say this because I've had kids all over the gamut, you know. So I understand when you have a kid or a child who or multiple children who you really have to stay on top of and do it. And I understand that is there's much more involved in that. You know, we're very lucky, I say this, that this happened with these two kids because I'm not having, you know, and it is hard, you know, trying to juggle a job. Um because you're working from home and your kids are right schooling from home. Yeah, and it's a lot. And you know, and you're frustrated and your things aren't working. Your technology dogs working. are barking. Dogs are barking. Cats are fighting. It's a lot. Everybody's coming into the kitchen wanting just eating. Just constantly. Eating eating. So trying to get some semblance of a schedule, you know, I get it. But I thought this was a really good post. And I think we, sh- you know, I think everybody can take a little something from this. It says, from a school administrator in Atlanta to the parents, perfectly said. Okay. Don't worry about your students regressing in school. Every single kid is in this boat and they all will be okay. When we are back in the classroom, we will all course correct and meet our students where they are. Teachers are experts at this. Parents, 
Don't pick fights with your child because they don't want to do math. Don't fuss at your kids for not following the schedule. Don't mandate two hours of learning time if they are resisting it. If I can leave you with one thing, it's this. At the end of all of this, your child's mental health will be more important than their academic skills. And how they felt during this time will stay with them long after the memory of what they did during those four more weeks is long gone. So keep that in mind every single day. And I think that's so true. I think, you know, as parents, we're, you know, we control. We want to, you know, we want to make sure they're doing what they're doing. Are they on task? Are they, oh, my God, they're graduating from eighth grade. They're getting ready to go into high school. And it was Charlotte. It's getting ready to count. You know, Olivia, next year, junior year, it's the most important year. Take a breath. Because I think these kids are also dealing with a lot of stuff mentally, not seeing their friends, not having not having control in their lives, seeing some of their parents worried about finances and, you know, things that are going on, just sort of take a breath. And I thought about this and it's like, you know what, play games with your kids. My kids are sleeping late. I openly admit it, not pretending that they're getting up at seven o'clock to start the day. They start the day when they want to start the day, you know, and um, they eat ice cream. My kids eat ice cream sometimes at two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, One of my dresses are cat. In like a fashion show every day. You know what? That's great. Uh, play your tuba. Uh, uh, somebody was telling me their kid was playing the tuba on the trampoline. They looked out the window. Fantastic. You know, I think it's time to not let them go crazy. But guess what? They can't go crazy. They can't run the streets. They can't drive their cars. They can't go to proms. You know, but what they can do is eat ice cream at two o'clock in the middle of the afternoon. You know, and just do whatever they want to do. Teach their cat how to do math. You know, talk to their friends on Zoom. You know, Charlotte's doing this thing where she's working together with a group of friends and it cracks me up. It looks like they're having like a mini um, conference call, you know, and it's kind of empowering because I'm like, look at all these girls. They're going to be well ready to run companies one day, you know, but it's funny seeing all their little faces, you know, and old me might have thought. Are they sharing answers? Are they cheating? Is Charlotte telling, you know, because Charlotte's going to tell everybody how to do everything or whatever, you know, who cares? She gets that for her mother. Who cares? Who cares what they're doing? You know what I mean? It'll all get sorted out. You know, I think when we all say as parents, like as adults, we're in unchartered territory. We are in uncharted territory with our kids also and how they're feeling. And they may be saying on the outside, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great. But I think there's a lot of kids who are really struggling right now who who need to to be social and have that interaction. You know, some kids are homeschooled all the time and that's what their parents and, and they need to have for their lives. Most of us have our kids in school for a reason, you know, for the social implications and being around other people and all that stuff. And that's been removed from their lives. So I think it was a great post. We'll put it in the letter. And um, I think I think you can take something from that. Again, d- not to let your kids go off the rails. That's not what I'm suggesting. And, and I know teachers who are listening, they're doing a great job trying to keep these kids on task. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, pump the brakes on scheduling so much right now and just kind of let let the day flow. I mean, it, you and I have laughed about that. It's almost like you're sitting on a, a r- river raft and it's like it's just taking you wherever it's going to go. You know, you have no control right now. So, and every morning you get up, yeah, or I get up, and it's like, but guess what? You're healthy. <sighs> what does Ron White say? 
Shoe buddy. Shoe buddy. But you're healthy. You're putting your feet on the ground. No, I agree. But it can be, it can get in your head too. It's overwhelming. It can get in your head. Oh, yeah. What am I going to do today? How am I going to keep myself busy? How am I going to keep the kids busy? How am I going to keep the pets separated so that they don't have a brawl when Donna's on a conference call? Yeah. You know, there's just so many things going on. And I think that that everybody's just so itching to get back to normal. And it's going to be a while. Yeah. And that's It could be a long while. This may be our new normal. You know, and, and I think that there's some things we've talked about this. I think companies are going to take things in and out of this. It's like, you know, um, once everybody got themselves set up to work at home, you know, the traffic is amazing right now. There is no traffic in Atlanta. I'm sure other people who are listening to other cities, it's the same thing. You know, maybe that's a way to solve some of these problems. You know, we've long talked about traffic in Atlanta. Maybe that's this is part of the solution. I think that there also were a lot of businesses that always push back against tele, tele, teleworking. Yes. And they suddenly had to do it. There right. was, you didn't have a choice. There's no choice. So I think that we're going to find that there are businesses who would have never entertained working from home and teleworking ever. They would have always just been against it and it would have never happened. Since they were forced to do it, I'm thinking there are going to be a lot of businesses that look back and go, you know what? It was rough in the beginning. We were not prepared because we always pushed back. And we said as a company, we were never going to allow this. But after we worked the kinks out and we got all the hiccups out, it worked well. Imagine, you know, if if I were the owner, and I don't know, you would know better than I, real estate investor that owned office space right yeah, now. They're hurting. I, well, that's one side of the story is the negotiation of do you pay your your lease or your rent for the right. other, I, I, that's some that's that's one thing i'm looking at it though donna as when this is all over i think there're going to be so many companies that say you know what we can look at the money we can save every year if every branch in america that we have in our company we say you know what work from home i think people are more productive I do too. When they work from home. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it. I was doing it for a year before this even came about. And I think you have to be very, um, it can be challenging. You have to be very, you have to sort of, I was talking about not scheduling your kids. You do have to schedule yourself. I think you have to take a shower, get dressed. You know, that's part of it. That's tough some days too. It is. But I think it puts you in a state of mind. I didn't shower till five yesterday. That's okay. PM. That's all right. You do what you want to do. But I mean, I think... Yeah, working from home, you have to put some parameters in, but you get so much more done. I mean, you know, when I was traveling downtown an hour and a half each way, and that, you know, during that time period was when all of the, um, you can't hold your phone, the no texting and no, I mean, it is hard because you are sitting there in traffic and you can't do a lot. Yes, you can talk hands free, but people can't hear you. You've got the air. But you're in sales. On. You can't return emails. You can't answer emails. You, you can't. can't book stuff. And it's very stressful. And then by the time you get in the office, get your coffee. You're kib- catching up. Kibitz with your coworkers. You get an hour and a half. It's time to go to lunch. And then, you know, if you live in the suburbs anywhere in any major metropolitan area, the, you know, especially in Atlanta and in most places, um, the time to get on the road starts at three o'clock in the afternoon. You don't have a choice, you know, so it, it, your day is so compacted and here, you know, but I do think that's going on a lot too, where people are, you have to be careful that you have boundaries between work and home, because I think there's also a lot of stuff going on right now where people haven't, you know, had employees who work at home and they call them all the time. 
Like there's no separation between church and state and like being at home and being at work. So, you know, I, but I do think it's interesting. I think it's, you know, just like the, the living room concert. So we were talking about the, you know, earlier that could become a thing, you know, where you buy a ticket and say something was sold out that you desperately wanted to see, you know, maybe a U2 concert at Red Rocks, you know, some big event, you know, um, some big, huge co- stagecoach, some country concert. In the past, I think people were like, I don't want to watch it on my phone or my TV. But I do think that. Now could you're be, coming. Yeah. You're becoming conditioned to that. Somewhere. Well, and you're comfortable doing yeah. it. You know, before you weren't. How many people I had done Zoom meetings for a year. Now everybody's doing it. They're doing Zoom happy hours. Their kids are on Zoom, like we said earlier. So, I mean, once you become comfortable with the technology, it's not so scary anymore. You know, so I think there's a lot of things that are going to change. I do for the good, you know, and I think each family, like I know we've taken a few things out of this, that it's nice not to run around all the time. Again, they'll well, get it sucks that softball was canceled the entire season, It does, but that was so much a part of our lives. Two practices a week. Yeah. Two plus games on the weekends. Yeah. I, listen, I hate it. That was one of my favorite things about spring was going to North Park and watching our daughters play softball. I know the season's been canceled. Nothing we can do about that, but the amount of time that that opens up and maybe it's not softball for you. Maybe it's baseball. Maybe it's tennis. Maybe it's, you know, whatever your kids are involved in. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time in your lives and for the first time in our lives, and maybe the only time in our lives, we are able to take back so much time and to redistribute it. However we choose. Yeah, it's called margin. You know, they, people talk about that having you, you should always build margin in your life, you know, margin in your finances, margin in your life. But it's hard to do that when you again, like we've said before, we had three kids, they were always going in different directions. We didn't want to be on the road all the time, but you just are. But like now, Olivia, her, um, her base lessons, they're doing them virtually. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can do um, so that you're not running around so much. So I mean, I miss, like I said, you know, we said in the last pod, what are you going to do? I do miss hugging people and seeing people and being around people. Um, but I do think that there are some things that are, you know, changing for the better. I saw a great meme too, where it said introverts have been preparing for this their whole yeah. life. <laughs> this is their, this is their moment. They love it. They're just like, not only am I not doing anything, you have to be doing nothing. You're not doing it. So I'm not missing out on crap. So yeah, very funny. On good Friday, the gallery furniture family in Gainesville is going to select a handful of folks that, that need some help right now, specifically with your power bills. Gallery Furniture, a family business, Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. If you go back, you know the history of gallery furniture. You know, ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Now Donna's daughter, Marilyn, is running the show in Gainesville. And Donna and Marilyn reached out to us and said, you know what? We're going to, we want to, you know, put a pin in the living room second act for right now, which we're going to do in April. And when you sign up for the letter, even now you're, you're still in to have your living room receive a second act from gallery furniture. But Don and Marilyn said right now there's a bigger need and that is to help people out. So they want to ease one burden for deserving families, pay their power bill for one month and if you need assistance or know someone who needs a lift, reach out on Facebook to Gallery Furniture of Gainesville and post on their page. Because it's right now during this time 
it's so important for local businesses to support their community. You know, we hear a lot about communities supporting local businesses right now, restaurants, you know, any small business, right? locally owned. Here is an example of a local business this wanting to help the community. Yeah, it's great. And, and you know, she does this all the time, but um, that's one thing Gallery is known for is really helping out in the community. But, um, you know, she's going to pay a number of people, not just one, and she'll do it, you know, choose the people on Good Friday. Um, there's obviously, from looking at the Facebook page, there's a lot of people who need help right now, but um, it's going to be hard to choose. But um, I'm just so glad that she is stepping up and doing this. I expect nothing less of Donna and the folks at Gallery. They're great at that. Um, so return the favor to them. Shop local. You know, um, the fact that they do constantly pour into the community is even more reason for you when you need something. Maybe it's not right now. Maybe it is. Maybe it's later. But when you need furniture to choose these businesses who are not closing their doors and heading back to their corporate offices, they're staying. Yeah, they're staying open. They're helping. You know, Super serving the communities. Yeah, families. So um, we've said it before. You can call them on the phone. You can um, order over the phone. They'll drop ship the furniture. You know, if you're just kind of looking for something, um, she'll help you get that together. Please be kind. Help a neighbor if you can. Gallery Furniture Gainesville on Facebook. Remember, if you want to honor doctors, they are only asking us to do one thing. It's even a hashtag now. Stay home. Not enough of us are doing it. Chris Cuomo, I saw him on CNN at some point in the past week, and he made that. You want to honor doctors. They're asking us to do one thing, and there aren't enough people doing it. Think about that for a bit. I think it's getting harder, too. The weather's, you know, it's been really pretty here in Atlanta the last two days, and, and everyone's getting tired. They're, they're, they have fatigue. They have corona fatigue staying home, but you have to keep it going. You know, you got to keep it going. There was a moment this week, and this photo will be in history books until the end of time. And it was when, and I'm looking it up right now because I want to make sure I'm correct, but it was when the U.S. Navy ship, I think it's Comfort, arrived in the New York City Harbor. It is Comfort. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a picture, you maybe have seen this, when the Comfort passed the Statue of Liberty. The problem, though, became so many people were excited to see the U.S. Navy bring this ship that has 12 operating rooms, 1,000 hospital beds. It's not going to be used for coronavirus, COVID-19 treatment. The, yeah. the, the, the ship is going to be used for people who have other things going on right, and with they, their health. Right. They can't get into the hospital. Right what now. happened, though, is, is the ship under Coast Guard watch pulled into the New York City Harbor this week. Thousands of New Yorkers went down to the harbor to take pictures. And it, well, it's an no amazing social distance, no social distancing whatsoever. I know it's New York a, City is is the city where we all hope that no matter where you're listening right now, nobody wants to be at that level, right? And I think that they, for the most part, were doing a pretty good job, right? I listen, who am I to call people? I'm not calling people out, but I saw the pictures in the video of people that were running down the streets in New York City with their neighbors and their friends to watch the Comfort Dock. In New York City Harbor. I wonder, though, and this is going to sound crazy, but I wonder if it was just almost like a a gut reaction because they weren't almost like in the moment you're not thinking about it. But to see something that majestic pulling in. Watch it on TV like I did. They, every I network know, heard it live. I know. I know. You could find it on social media afterwards. I know. 
what are you doing right now? Because you you are isolating in your home. Self-quarantine, you know, depending on where you're listening, some states have said, listen, you can't leave at all. You can't right. leave your house at all. So everybody's having to find things to do with their home. And I'm going to call out Channel 2's Brad Nitz one more time. Brad Nitz is a meeting where I am. You've got to let this go. I call him out on Twitter all the time because remember last week we talked about, or last pop, we talked about the fact that he replaced his kitchen disposal. He's handy. Okay. Over the weekend, Brad Nitz posted a photo of him replacing the regular lights in his garage with fluorescent lights. And he was just giddy about this. And I responded to his tweet. What did you say? And I said, Brad, please, period, stop, period. You're making the rest of us look like losers. And his response was, I just can't sit around. I have right. to be doing things. Well, he, I can he, ju- yeah. I can sit around, okay. though, and do nothing. I'm comfortable with that. I've done that for most of my life. Stay in your life. So what's happening is, you know, if you're out there and you're, you're, you're planting sod or you're renovating a bathroom. Or- Our neighbor was doing that. He was, he put all these, <sighs> um, Jose, he put all these flowers out and like, um, he's building like a little mini rock saw, garden, yeah, almost saw, like a little yeah, fairy yeah. garden. So Stop, nice. Period. Yeah, period. Here's the thing about like what Brad Nitz was doing and like the rock garden. That's extra because that's not something that's broken that you're replacing. That means that Brad Nitz is actually going through his house and finding things. And like, you know, those fluorescent lights, they, they're not so great. So I'm going to replace those with a better option. And like Jose in his rock garden. Like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I built her, her, his wife, a rock garden to sit out here and drink her coffee in? You're not just triaging things at the house. You're yeah. like getting creative. Is that his name? I've called him the wrong name. Who? Jose? I thought it was Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. Sorry. Okay, oh I mean, I'm calling Jesus since the minute they moved in. You're right. And I'm horrible with names. Okay, I just wanted to make sure yeah, that Jesus. I... Okay, Jesus, right. yeah. There are new neighbors. I didn't mean to call you out. That no, you're actually right, yeah, though. I want to make a note of that. Mm. That it is Jesus. Yes. Yeah. All right, so you have been nesting. I am. Which drives me crazy. Again, stay in your I know, life. I understand that. But but you're OCD to begin with. You ha- you're probably the most OCD-ish person that I've ever met in my life. And and through our 20 years together, I've, I've, I've learned to deal with it and, and just let it happen because it doesn't affect me. Well, I won't say that it does affect me in some ways, but how I, you wouldn't have time for that, Donna, or we're going to have to push your appy for the week. You don't have one. Do you? I do. No, you don't. That's no, fine. I do. I actually. We didn't talk about that. Before I do have an appy. Okay. Um, don't fire the theme song yet. Okay. Well, you're in charge of that. You, <laughs> we're, you, we're not to that. You segment. got your finger on play. Don't Here's you? my thing about no, OCD. But, okay, I own it. I yeah. own it. No, you do. It. But it, it's 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 tough to live with. Oh, please. There's a lot of things. Being with someone who's a stacker and a piler and a hoarder oh is gosh. hard to live with. Donna, I'll be cooking, and I will set a spoon down that I just stirred the green beans with, and I'll turn around for a split second to chop up the carrots, and I'll turn back around, and that spoon is not only missing, it's been washed over and put in the dishwasher. Here's why. Because no Tell one, me why. No one makes the round trip. Everyone thinks that the stopping point for dishes I, I've always, is the sink. I, I, I do feel bad about that. because, yeah. if, But I did last night. I don't know if you noticed. I not, did. But last I night, it. I actually put a bowl in the dishwasher rather than resting it in the sink. That's foreplay. <laughs> yes, because... But this is when I'm cooking. This is this is a spoon. I, like yeah, I the, the, when, when I'm cooking, it should be a... Grace period. I do for the most part. No, I do. No, you don't. Give me five seconds when I'm cooking before you put some up in the dishwasher. You know, I used to fight it and I used to argue with people like when someone would say, oh, yeah, you're OCD. I would say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I I fully own it now. Most, I don't know. I think it is more of a female thing, but high functioning people are also OCD. So, all right. 
join the glitterati. Your thing now the past few days has been going through photo albums. Right. Well, what I'm trying to do is, like I said in an earlier pod, is clean one room completely. I have always cleaned out a junk drawer and then like magically, just like any drunk junk drawer, an hour later, it's all back. But I, um, I've been trying to like really kind of clean every drawer and all this stuff and, you know, just kind of clean out some stuff. So we have underneath where all of our like, you know, TV, whatever they are, DVRs and all that stuff, that drawer, we have a ton. Clean those out because we don't need those anymore. Well, I did, but we have tons of pictures. And so I went down this rabbit hole of going through all these pictures and I got three boxes and actually four and separated them, you know, things for you and I, and then things for each of the kids so that later they'd have a box with all their pictures and stuff. But I mean, it was amazing. The stuff that I came across. If you're going through photos and there, how many albums? I mean, it's, it's a lot oh, my of gosh, albums. So many. If you're going through those photos, that means that I'm going through those photos too, because what happens is, and this wasn't my project. I would have never done this. But you say, come look at this. Come look at this picture. You're not going to believe this picture. Come quick. Put stop what you're doing right now and what come look. What are you lo- doing? You just said. <laughs> and come <laughs> look at this picture of Blake. So I I engage and entertain in the beginning. Mm. Like for the first 4 hours, I would stop whatever project I was working on. Netflix. And I'll hit pause. And I would come in. I'd be, oh my gosh, Donna. Wipe off the Doritos. What? A, huh? <laughs> yeah, my orange fingers. <laughs> Wipe off the Doritos and come in. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I want it, you to be as excited as I am. I'm not though. Because okay. that's not my thing. So what's happened now is in day three and four, I day three, I would get up and walk over and take the picture out of your hand. Oh my gosh, that's great. Hand it right back to you. When I wouldn't even look at it really. But I wanted you to think that I was engaging You've lost your oomph. Day four, I don't even come out of the bedroom. Like, I don't even hit pause on Tiger King to come out and even look For at the, the photo. second time, I just yeah. yell from the bedroom. What a beautiful picture. Save that one for sure. That's terrible. It really <laughs> is. True. It's so bad. I mean, sharing the joy, the birth of your children. I've seen the photos, though. I've seen, I was there. Sort of. <laughs> remember? I don't know t- what that means. Remember we talked about, you left for a while on the last podcast. I went to work <laughs> and I came back. I know. I just, I love I walking. I don't walk or run and I could walk from the radio station to Northside Hospital. Right. I just. Lo- I took the courtesy van. I just love. But I could have walked. I love walking down memory right. lane. So I said to Donna, here's what we're going to do. This will be fun. Out of the hundreds of photographs that you have now curated into boxes for the kids and different photo albums, I want you to choose how many to take because six. there was a lot of conversation about it. Did you well, get it was a half very dozen? hard. No, I, I, d- I found six, but it was incredibly hard. Because you could, fought six. I could have pulled a hundred. Well, but that's this, this. But that's why the number is so low because it has to be meaningful, right? Yeah. All right. So, and then I said, and I won't. There's going to be two bonus pictures because I want to select two. All eight photos, and we're going to run down the list of them right now, but all eight photos you can see in this Saturday's issue of The Letter. The Letter is, you know, call it an email, newsletter, whatever you want to call it. But there's always plenty of pictures because we think that it's it's great to be able to put, you know, to visualize with a photograph the stories that you heard us talk about in the week's two podcasts. 
There's links to articles we talk about, funny memes that we've mentioned, contesting exclusive to the letter. And uh, what else, Don? I, I like this. We did we, wait, the Spotify playlist. The yeah. hype's on the Spotify playlist. There's a link to that in the letter. But we started doing this, I think, two issues ago. And it's alternative titles yes. for each episode. Those can be scary. But what happens is, as we record each podcast, Hans Appen or Carl Appen produce the podcast. And they'll take notes. They're sitting to our left, not in our visual range, but checking the levels and all that kind of stuff. And they'll make notes about potential titles for each episode. Sometimes they're a quote. Sometimes, you know. Um, sometimes it comes out of left field. <laughs> And but only one title can be selected, right? And there can sometimes be eight great ones. You know, these app media group; these folks are very creative. You yes. know, they're journalists, they're marketing folks, they're very intelligent people. So sometimes there's some great alternate titles for episodes that just didn't make it alt titles. So we include those in the letter. Yes, each Saturday, it's free. Hits around nine o'clock Saturday mornings. So the first thing we can do is connect on Saturday, spend a little time together. There's links to the episodes. You get a photo of each person that entered the show for the week. So you can make that connection, that visual yes. connection. Text. You can email you back directly. Yeah, reply. It hits, yeah. My, uh, hits my inbox there's immediately. More, if, you, if there's things you want to hear, or if there's things you don't want to hear, or, you know, whatever, that's the place to interact as well. Text left on red, the color red, R-E-D, no spaces, left on red, to the number 22828. Left on red, no spaces, R-E-D, red, to the number 22828. So let's begin. Okay, so the first picture. Do you have on your phone? Yes. Okay. So the first picture. Uh, okay, I'll go with that one. Is a picture. That was a special of, day. Yeah. Okay, it was the picture of you and I on our wedding day in St. Thomas. I love the innocence of it. There's a couple. I picked pictures for a reason. I love it because I don't have on shoes. Right. And um, you're pregnant. Oh, okay. Really? What? All right. You uh, can't tell, but weren't you? you? Let me see the photo again. Do you know the answer to that? Or are you asking me? You look beautiful. Thank you. How many do you do now as you sit in front of me here? To see, so do you look so handsome. In the but you know what? We were just like, the, thing that, thinner. I, the thing that I love about this is that this picture is we were just two crazy kids stepping out on a limb. It was just the two of us. Nobody knew we were getting married. No one knew we were getting married. We've told the story before about how our boss was there and he wanted us to go on a boat ride. And we were like, no, we've got this little thing to do. And he was shocked. Victor Sanson was absolutely shocked. Um, but I love it because I say this a lot. We kind of stepped out on faith. But 17 years later, we're still going. Here we are. And there were a lot of people betting against you. There were a lot of people. (laughs) Didn't think it would work. All right, pick two. Pick two. Um, This is our three kids at the mountain house. Great picture. And they were in the, um, we had a little John Deere tractor that they would drive. And I can still see them coming up the um, gravel gravel road. Sometimes they'd be arguing. Sometimes they'd be trying to push one of the other out so the other one could drive. But this is a rare opportunity where all three of them are there. And they're just so happy. You know, they're so cute. Little. Okay. I liked them when they were little three. and big. Pick three is all of us together. That was a picture that actually Sean Parker, who introed the show last pod, took of us in their backyard. And it was after your heart attack. And we hadn't had a picture done as a family because it was so rare for all of us to be together. You know, we would take that one Christmas picture where everyone would be like, oh, okay. But um, it's just a great picture. All of our grown kids and just so thankful for that moment. Yeah. Look how tall Will is. I know. He's he's tall as I am. I know. Um, next four. is my um, oh, mom <laughs> with Al brushing. Al. I know with Al brushing her hair. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, and it just to me, it just is so sweet because it's like they're always doing for each other. We know? use that saying as a euphemism for sex, and always have. Oh my, can you say sex? 
Yeah, darling, you could. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. That's the beauty of podcasting versus radio. You can say okay. whatever you want. I mean, it's not like we're going to well, drop he, the f bomb unless it's really warranted. He wasn't brushing. And there are times in our lives when the f uh, f word is warranted for sure. But let me be clear here: Al was not brushing her uh, hair for sex. That's what we would say to one another. Don and I have always said we were brushing each other's. Yeah, hair. we're brushing okay. each other's hair, and that meant we're doing the deed. Okay, let's stop. So Al in this photo that you'll see this Saturday when he subscribed to the letter is brushing Anna's hair. That's how, funny. How have you taken that, this so dirty? Huh. I'm not taking it funny, but that's just not funny. That's dirty. funny to me that our entire lives we've yes. used that euphemism. And now I'm seeing a picture of Mr. Al at 94 years old brushing your mama's hair. Okay. But he was genuinely brushing her hair. No, he is. But understand the irony in that photo to me. This do you went, think Al brushes Nana's hair? This went sideways. I, he's brushing her hair right here. Let's well, move on. but I'm saying, do you think Al brushes Nana's hair? Like, I am honestly asking you to move on. Okay. All right. Pick five. But I love it because no, they picture. do for each other. They're yeah. just very sweet. Pick five is a picture of my mom and my brother, Donald, who lives in Charleston, who's older than me, seven years older, and my sister, Annette, who's five years older than me, and I'm a baby. Mm. And the reason I love this picture is because I have three kids. And I look back now on my mom and I'm like, how did she do it? Because... My dad did not help out a lot. I had a great dad. My dad, Charlie, passed away um, early, you know, when I was in my 30s. But it wasn't that my dad was a bad dad. It's just dads didn't do a lot back then. You know, they went to work every day. My mom stayed home. And I'm just thinking, how on earth did she wrangle these three kids? And now I have three kids and I know how hard it is. You know, sometimes as an adult, you look back on your parents and like, how did they do it? Every mom had that hairdo. That hairdo, yeah. Back in that period. It was like the set and curl. And she has on a dress. Set and curl. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like in a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt. But, you know, back then, they they dolled themselves up a little bit. So. Ran a comb through their hair. Exactly. Put on some makeup. Um, right. This is a picture of me and my Pick dad. Six. Here's Charlie. At the beach um, at Fripp Island. It was a really important place for us. And we grew up going there and went there all the time. And my dad... I could tell stories all day about my dad at Fripp Island. We just had a lot of fun. And um, even though my mom, we talk a lot on the pod about my mom and Al because my dad has passed away. My parents were married up until my dad passed away. They did not get divorced. Um, And then my mom didn't date anyone or see anyone. I never, because my mom and dad were together for their entire lives. I never thought that she would ever end up with anyone else. And she did with Al. And they met at church. And we've talked about that before after his wife. Um, passed away so that's a picture of my dad and i and that's it that's six i get two photos yes pick one for me is a photograph of me dressed as a mattress Mm. standing next to donna this was when i worked at y106 we were not together yet i think you had a case of the caddies okay but we weren't together yet. we were married to other people but you booked me to do an appearance at mattress king yes at the time, I'd do anything for $400, literally. I mean, I would now, but, you know, back then, I think I was, uh, how old was I back then? Upper 20s? 20s. Yeah. Upper 20s, maybe 27, 28. Yeah. So it was my account. Yes. And you booked me to be the personality. But you didn't know at the time you were going to have to wear the mattress. I did not know at the time right. I was going to have to wear a mattress. And so it's me in a mattress with my, there's armholes and there's leg holes. <laughs> and then Donna's standing next to me. In a and pair of jeans. I wasn't going to call that Seriously, out. Seriously. But if you'd like to. I would. I, I mean. A pair as, of jorts. Well, they weren't jorts. But, but they, they were, were overall jorts. Overall. Which makes it even worse. Unbelievable. 
But I'm I can't say anything. I'm standing in a damn mattress as a mattress. I mean in the parking lot, a mattress king. I don't know where this was, but it was a mattress king somewhere in Metro Atlanta. What's and so funny a, about there's a Y one oh six bumper sticker on the front, oh, of, the front of the where, mattress? Where my breasts are. On the what's so funny about that picture? You have to say that every okay, I had somebody say to me the other day Stop. that you have to say that every episode. Well, I'm gonna work it form. in every episode. Yeah. I'm gonna work okay. it in. That's my thing. Again, all, all right. complaints go. When she receives a letter, just complain back to that email address. Okay, so so I showed the kids that picture, and this mm-hmm. is what's so funny about it: they do not skip a beat. They did not say, "Why is Dad in a mattress?" They both both of the girls said, "Why are you wearing overall shorts?" And I'm like, "I have no idea. Like, what on earth?" But it was probably like the '90s, and that was a thing. Pick two for me is a photograph of Donna with Will's mother. That's one of your pictures? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. With Will's mother, my first wife, Dawn, I don't know where we were, but the two of you in this photo have been drinking heavily. Allegedly. Okay. When you see the photo in the letter this weekend, this Saturday, you'll understand. You'll see it. You two look like you are best, the best friend, two best friends in the world for some reason. This is... <laughs> yeah. I, I think you had a case of the caddies at this time, too. <laughs> But I send the picture to Will, my 20-year-old son, with Dawn. Although you, Donna, have played the mother figure his entire life since he came to live with us in Atlanta in first grade. I sent the – Will's 20 now, so I sent him the photo via text this week at some point. I said, hey, Donna's cleaning out photo albums. Look at this gym. I said, I don't know what's crazier, the fact that these two are together somewhere or your mama's drinking a Budweiser. Not me. Dawn no, was well, well, but, I, but that's his mom, yeah. Dawn. So. Right. It wasn't a Bud Light. It wasn't an Ice Bud. It wasn't. This was red, white, and blue Budweiser to the core in a can. Yeah. Was that at a concert? It was like I a tall boy, too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and it Will was, sent me back the crying, oh, you know, laughing. The, the laughing, crying emoji twice. I, I think it was at Hi Fi Buys. I can't remember what concert it was, and I certainly cannot remember but the But how would the two of you get together? I think we were all hanging out together and walked out into the parking lot. And then, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. All six photos from Donna. Six picks from Donna. She's got a six pick. And my two bonus picks. All six, eight, will be included in the letter that comes out this Saturday morning. But you need to subscribe before Friday. And to do that, left on red. All space. Uh, no spaces. Red, R-E-D, to the number 22828. This pandemic has heightened how important it is to get and to stay healthy at hurt 911 that has always been the focus if you've been injured in a car accident so even though life as we know it has changed the commitment at hurt 911 to helping you if you've been injured in a car accident has not changed at all stay safe 1-800-HURT Nine one one. They handle all of the stress for you after your accident. You don't need to search for the chiropractor, for uh, doctors with specialties, or anyone that you may need. They handle all of these calls for you. You just make one call, and they take it from there. Car accident, it's a 911 call, no doubt. Call 1-800-HURT-911 right after to get the best representation. They only handle car accident, uh, car accidents. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. Krista Evans is a pod peep for this episode. And, you know, we often talk about second acts. 
because after 26 years in country radio, this is you know, hosting a podcast with my wife, Donna, is my second act. Second acts are always the best, aren't they? And Krista Evans Heath lives in East Cobb. She went to Campbell High School, home yeah. of the Panthers, class of 83. And I said to you when we yeah. were putting together the run of show for this episode, I said, hey, do you know Krista Evans Heath? And you said, yes. And I said, yes. but she didn't have roots. Were you all in the same class? What do you mean roots? Together. In her hair. She's actually older than me. Oh, right? is she? 83? Is that? I don't know. Okay. Let's move on. Wow. Okay. Well, well, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to strike a nerve. Well, I was, no, I was trying about, to be a smart ass. Yeah. Talk about her second act. Because she's amazing. Well, well, stop, though. Stop, though. You're pissed. You're upset. What? Congrats on your second act. I started mine about 12 years ago at 42. I worked in the travel industry for over 20 years. And a few years after 9-11, my job was gone. Had to reinvent myself. So I went back to school and started teaching. And as of last week, I received my PhD in education. That's so, awesome. Krista... In her second act becomes Dr. Krista Evans Heath. And her dissertation was Implementation of Personalized Learning. And she sent a photo that we'll also include in the letter. Um, but congratulations on your second act. That's quite a second act. That's a great one. To get a doctorate yeah, in education. Absolutely. And um, I, I do know her from Campbell. And um, she, what, what a great second act. I mean... And what a timely uh, dissertation. I mean, the implementation of personalized learning, I have to imagine that that's kind of what we're doing right now. So congrats, um, Krista. Very proud of her. What have you got for a pot peep? So one of, um, my, one of my pot peeps is Melanie Hale Bailey. And um, she, Melanie. Sent, she sent me this thing on Facebook. She said, just listening to one of the previous podcasts and the app that you're going to create. Remember when I talked about there should be an app that should zap people yeah. when they say inappropriate things? She said, you should create it and it should perhaps be called the Caddy prod rather than the cattle, cattle prod. prod get it caddy I get prod. That. That's nice. i'm all about that go mail mail has been a lifelong listener all One about of the that. first listeners i ever met when i got to kids and then we got this amazing package um sent to us at appen from sweet melanie johnson and she wrote this nice card and it says hey um dear caddy and donna here's a special project that i've been working on for you guys i really hope you like them i just wanted to do something as a small token of my appreciation for all the laughs the podcast has brought back into my life thank you and i love you guys and we'll put a picture up you can put a picture up on your social um she did these awesome glitter um mugs like coffee mugs that you travel mugs and it has the logo, the Cadillac Jack, my second act logo. And they look so cool. Mm -hmm. I, I am in love with They're this. They're like sparkly tumblers. Yes. Thank you so much, Melanie. There's a specific and direction. And she, she hand delivered them here. Yes. So sweet. To the app media group. Um, and be on the lookout because um, coming soon, we've got a little new thing that's coming soon. We're going to have some my second act merchandise up um, with the logo on it. And we're going to do some cool things with some of the... Um, some of the merchandise where we're going to give money back to certain charities. So um, just hang out for that. And we're going to start with the Giving Kitchen. Yeah, we are. So the Giving Kitchen is an organization in Atlanta that um, I used to work with. They were a client of mine, but they're just an awesome organization. And they raise money for people. They always have, even prior to um, the coronavirus being around they raise money for people in the restaurant service industry the food industry um, a lot of those people sometimes go without benefits they don't have health benefits they lose jobs they you know and the giving kitchen um, they are a james beard award winner um, as a charity 
And it was started by a woman named Jen Heidegger. And um, if you know anything, there's a backstory with her husband. And they started Staple House, the restaurant, which is an awesome restaurant. And all of the money from Staple House, the proceeds went to the Giving Kitchen. And now um, the Giving Kitchen is obviously very instrumental in things that are going on because the restaurant industry is just one of many industries, but they're very, they're hurting. They are really hurting. So um, we're going to kick our merchandise um, off with that and just be listening. It'll be coming up in a couple of, um, couple of episodes. Final pop peep for this episode is Katrina Wills Disharoon, D-I-S-H-A-R-O-O-N. And uh, she reached out and says, uh, this is uh, PM on Facebook. Hey, Caddy, I was listening to the podcast, and I heard about Olivia, your daughter, doing masks, making masks. How much is she charging for them? So I immediately you know, zipped back to Katrina, and I said, you know, she's doing it for free. Are you in need? I'm wanting one for when I go to the store. I go for myself, my parents, and also my grandparents. And I'm also looking for one for my mom for when she absolutely has to leave the house for doctors or something else. She has COPD and is on oxygen, and I can't seem to find any around me. And I was shot back immediately to Katrina. And I said, send me your full physical mailing address and we'll get them in the mail. She lives in Whitesburg. Yeah, we'd love to. Um, so listen, thank you, we, Katrina, for listening. We, we've got Olivia up there like she's um in a factory <laughs> making these. But no, um, someone else had asked me for one as well. And she's trying to make a couple ahead of time. So um, she's got really cute fabric. You may get a Pokemon mask, but you know, you get what you get. You don't pitch fit. So we'll get them out to you. I have bad news for you. We're going to have oh. to shelve my come get Abby. Until next pod. I know we've run, a, we've run a little long. What? We don't want to keep the listeners, you know, for too long. Can you give us a preview? I will. Pod? Actually, I will. For the next pod, you better be here for the Come Get Appy app segment because it's going to be an app that's going to help you make money. Huh? Great tease, Tom. I like that. Love that. Who intro the pod? You maybe recognize his voice. I bet that you did. If you are listening in the Atlanta area, Jason Durden intro the show. Jason Durden worked in Atlanta radio and TV for 33 years. Wow. Uh, a traffic reporter for WSBAM, Z93 back in the day, sports radio, 680 The Fan. Most recently, Jason Durden was a News Chopper 2 reporter and photographer for Channel 2 Action News. And you would see him every afternoon during the four, five, six o'clock newscasts. Jason would be not only reporting on traffic, but also you know, news events that were breaking during the newscasts. In he Atlanta. was super well known. Worked with Captain Herb. Uh, did uh, Captain Herb a Herb. huge uh, NASCAR <laughs> talk show back in the day with Captain Herb. Right. On WSB AM. And um, Jason was laid off back in January. And I know that we crossed paths. We've, we've, I've, I've spoken of Jason during the pod before, but I'm sure we crossed paths at Landmark Speedway at some point because we were both huge NASCAR fans back in the day. He still is. I've kind of retired for my fandom of NASCAR. Um, but as soon as I learned that he had been let go after decades of service to channel two and in the Atlanta media market, I reached out and said, let me take you to lunch because so many people did that to me when I got fired. Right. And Jason didn't get fired, but right. let me be clear about that. Right. But you know, I did. So there were so many people and the rule is uh, Larry, I tell the story, but Larry wax, who was very successful, part of the regular guys here in Atlanta, great friend of ours, as is his girlfriend, Sandra golden. Uh, Larry and I went to lunch Right after I got fired, he reached out and said, let's go to lunch. And I said, you know, listen, we've both been fired. We both don't have jobs. Who pays? And he said, last one fired pays. So I got stuck no, with the bill. 
Huh? Is that not really? Right? No, no. It was the it was the first one. The last one fired doesn't pay. Larry didn't make you pay. I you think had he just did. gotten fired. Larry, Larry, Larry's so proud right now. He's an extra in Ozark season three. I know. And he posts the most obscure screen grabs of him. I Have know. you seen these I love on his social media? I love like, them. It's a blur. But it's him. You can make him out. I, you can see his bald head. But I love that about Larry. That he's yeah. you know. Larry is creating a second act. He is, you know, speaking of Jason, him, everyone. I'm excited to hear what Jason's second act is going to be. Larry, and he'll, you know, hopefully he'll keep us updated. He will find it. And you told him that. You'll find your second act. You know, you'll come out of what's going on now and you'll find your second act. Larry, who, as you said, was incredibly successful with the regular guys. He had his own podcast. He does do extra movie work. And now he's doing uh, film editing. He's going to school. So, so proud of him. I mean, listen, sometimes you think you're not going to find that thing that's going to bring you happiness, and, and you will. Take some time. So, thank you for entering on the show, Jason Thurden, yes. and uh, had a great lunch. See you soon. Take care of your mama down in Statesboro. And um, we had lunch down at South City Kitchen in Midtown. I did ask Jason the biggest story that you covered for Channel 2 for your decades in the chopper, and he said the 85 bridge collapse, which was three years ago this week here in Atlanta, the 2015 plane crash on 285. Remember that it happened right there. I think the plane had taken off or was trying to land at PDK wound up on 285 uh, and traffic for the 96 Olympic games. Oh yeah. The biggest stories that Jason Durden covered. So thank you, man, for being a part of my second act. Look forward to being a part of yours. We do have a small ask of you three simple things. If you would hit the subscribe button, so you don't miss anything coming up rate and number two rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod remember there's there's a method to the madness with this five-star thing because i'm the only one that gave us a one-star review that's right and i can't take that back so that one-star review that you see for my second act the podcast is actually been given by the host yeah so don't be a caddy number three show our sponsors some love they include tracy cousineau and real estate expert advisors call tracy today at 855 my expert gallery furniture on brownsbridge road in gainesville ask for donna or now ask for her daughter marilyn 1-800-HURT-911, car accident, it's a 911 call. Then call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Dinner affair, $30 off any order for first-time customers, promo code CADDY. And Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 